0: hey everybody welcome to the tomato tomato podcast as always i am jenna and i am joined by my co-host
1: me my name is chris
0: <laughs> no you're really Maisie williams from doctor who
1: <laughs> that is also true
0: <laughs> sure <laughs> so that means you're off with the other jenna in a tardis somewhere
1: somewhere and sometime sure, yes
0: sure Uh, So, anyway, we're back after another brief hiatus. Um, We're going to try to be a lot better about not having those. Um, But, so, we have a lot of other movies that we want to talk about, which will make it a little bit easier to start putting out episodes a little bit more regularly.
1: Yeah, we're going to be more regular, like your diet. Oh, God. You know, fiber.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, today, we are talking about... Um, One of the, I guess, one of my favorite movies to come out of the summer. Um, I
1: enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yeah. It was definitely one of the movies I was most excited for going into the summer, and I still really enjoyed it, and it'll be interesting to have us kind of have this whole in-depth discussion about it. Also, because this is a little different from what we usually do on Tomato Tomato, we haven't, like very recently seen the movie and are now going to talk about it it's now been like two or three weeks since we've seen the movie sounds which, about right yeah which will paint like kind of an interesting perspective I think which will be really cool but so after all of that and then we can that even means even like you've probably
1: seen it by now so we don't have to really worry about spoilers
0: yeah but also if you haven't seen it and you are actively planning on going to see it please just stop listening to this and then go see it. Cause also,
1: you probably read the episode description, so, you know.
0: Or they could just be, like, in someone's car, and they just put on this episode. I don't That's know. also true, too. Yeah. So, Or they just, like... Deliberately hide episodes. I know there were people who do that for the dollop. They were like, "I want an app that like doesn't tell me the title of a podcast episode, so <laughs> that I can be like Gareth and be surprised by whatever topic it is that Dave's talking about." And I'm like, "Well, we can't all have like all of our dreams come true, but okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah." But so I guess you could put like tape over your like top half of your iPhone. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. So to, after all of that, we didn't even say the movie. Um, the movie we're talking about is Atomic Blonde and yeah, do you want to like say your initial reaction or do we want to go right into the reviews? Because I know that you have a, very I mean, I, I strong... feel like our
1: reactions will come out through yeah. talking the reviews. Yeah. You, um,
0: you, you told me as you were reading the reviews, you're like, I have a rant prepared I, for one of them. I do. Which was exactly. Like, as I was reading
1: it, as yeah. I was reading it, I was constructing all of my like bullet points in my brain yeah. to counter this Bullshit review yeah, that came out, which is exactly I, why you, I picked it, and I think you know which one I'm talking about yes, too.
0: Because I picked it on purpose because I knew that it like diametrically opposed everything everything
1: we, think. we stand for.
0: <laughs> exactly, which is why I was like, this perspective is an interesting bullshit. one to have, and also absolute bullshit.
1: Bullshit. So bullshit. yeah, bullshit, 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 All right.
0: So then, why don't you say which review it was, and then kind of well, go for, into
1: your so, Well, so the the. Uh, On RT, it is fresh. Yes, at seventy-five percent. Out of uh, there's one hundred seventy-four fresh reviews, which is pretty good.
0: Out of two hundred twenty-three.
1: Yeah, and sixty-seven percent audience score. Yeah which is uh, it's kind of on par with what I was expecting maybe a little bit more
0: um I can understand it from the audience score because honestly my main issue with this movie for as much as I enjoyed it and as much fun as I had with it and as much as I went to my hairdresser a week ago and gave her a picture of Charlie's Theron in this movie and said just make me make my hair look like her um even with <laughs> all of that my main issue with this was that the it's plot, confusing. the plot is very confusing
1: it is all over the Place. And All I right, so
0: yeah well yeah I for just for context I deliberately read the graphic novel that this is based on like as soon as the first trailer for this came out and someone mentioned that it was a graphic novel I was like oh cool I'm gonna read that I read it I had no retain like I did not. <laughs> Understand what I read. It was like 140 pages. It took 100 pages to get to an actual fight scene, so they took a lot of like creative, liberties. like narrative liberties in actually adapting this because a lot of the a lot of the bare bones of the graphic novel are still there, but it's kind of like heightened into this more actiony thing. But then in the process, it became even more confusing than the graphic novel was.
1: Yeah. So um, I feel like that's a point in. Uh, the reviews too which yeah. one do we want to start with um i don't atlantic, know do you,
0: do you want fresh to s- yeah do you want to save your your rant for the end or could, yeah let's uh, do yeah. that so then why don't so we let's start st- let's that? start
1: with the positive
0: okay that works yeah
1: yeah so the atlantic which i was very surprised was the Fresh review.
0: <laughs> I found a couple. Usually, yeah, I read I a couple fresh reviews. There was like one from BuzzFeed that I liked, but it was a little long. There were like a couple of other ones that were pretty. What good. a millennial!
1: You don't want to read.
0: Well, and it's like the millennial <laughs> perspective. I feel like is too white noise to like because it was yeah. written by someone our age. So it's like okay. preaching to the choir, kind of.
1: Yeah. Whereas with The Atlantic, I totally was not expecting that to be a fresh one. Because, you know, The Atlantic is for old white men.
0: Exactly. But they <laughs> ended up liking this movie.
1: Yeah. Um, who reviewed this, by the way? Uh, um, I can't find a David reviewer name. Sims. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that name before.
0: You've at least played The Sims.
1: I have. It's uh, not since the first Sims. It <laughs> kind of got crazy after the, the second one. I had the Making Magic uh, plug-in for it, or the expansion pack. That was a whole lot of fun, because I could go to the Magic Town, and I could do, like, oh, wizard boy. battles, and oh, I had boy. the whole pet expansion pack. So, the Atlantic review is it's, it's fairly positive. I, the only criticisms it has is, like, we were just saying, we could not tell what the fuck was going on.
0: Which seems to be across the board. Like, the BuzzFeed review had that same sort of, like, same sort of sensibility with it. Like... It's pretty interesting how almost every single review was like, I really enjoyed it. Still don't understand the plot, but I really enjoyed it.
1: There was one point where uh, an evil Russian or German guy with a big beard was killed. Yep. And then later on, there's a guy who looks almost exactly the same. And I thought he was dead, Mm. but it was someone else. Mm. And I was very confused because (laughs) a lot of these guys, like these secondary characters, looked the same to me
0: they really did like big
1: burly bearded russian and german men at
0: that point i didn't really like i was just kind of like well maybe that's what they're going for is just kind of the like every like russian dude in his 20s looks exactly the same and so i I almost thought that was kind of like a deliberate choice but it did make it more confusing and it made it more like because like in the in like the the one take fight scene which like holy shit Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: like, Transcendent.
0: Oh, God. But it's, like, it, it, it's it's such a good fight scene in part because the, the, the goons that she's beating up are, like, borderline NPCs. They
1: like, really are, though. They're
0: not... There's, like, the one main one that, like, the camera just went to a couple of times. Like, that you could kind of tell he was orchestrating something. But for the most part, you have no investment in what they're doing who she's fighting who they're like who exactly she's fighting like why they're fighting her it's just very much just like i'm just gonna like run through this video game level and just beat the shit they're out just of here for the sake person. of charlie's
1: theron to beat the shit out of them
0: yes which, which
1: like a lot of people hold it against this movie that it's just empty aesthetic but like i i, I, I am so here for it. this whole aesthetic Me neither. I, mean, I don't mind it we we have to sit there over twenty movies of James Bond having empty male <laughs> aesthetic. So why can't we just have this one?
0: And it's like, ooh, he upgraded his suit ever so slightly, and he got a yes. new watch. Meanwhile, Matt Myra is just like busting a nut right now. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I enjoy the movies, but this <laughs> is something else.
0: My favorite nerdist one of my favorite nerdist moments was when he like interviewed Daniel Craig, and he found out that Daniel Craig picked all of his own outfits for james bond he was just like oh my god that's so amazing and that's also amazing because like i own three of the james bond coats now so that means i can dress like you
1: (laughs) he even bought like didn't he get the watch yes he
0: got the watch and it was just like daniel craig's just like that's awesome mate cool
1: and now he's slowly backing away
0: (laughs) yeah it was so like adorably awkward because he was so like smitten by the fact that daniel craig actually like bought his own clothes
1: Right. And and shout out, you know, shout out to the Nerdist and James Bonding podcast. They yes. could use a bump from us. Sure. You know, this little podcast.
0: <laughs> they really need a bump, you know. Um but yeah, it's like I, I yeah, I didn't mind getting a like female dose of that sort of empty aesthetic. I thought that it Me was either. I thought it was an interesting thing. I thought like, especially as a companion piece to Wonder Woman, it's a really interesting thing. Because Which, it's like l-
1: l- we'll Let's put a pin in the Wonder Woman connection right now. It's,
0: I know. But I wanna address I mean I, no, I wanna address it from kind of a different way before I get into what I know your rant is going to be. Is that mm-hmm. there was another article, I know I have it bookmarked, so let me try to find it. I like started reading it, but then I had to get back to work. So I can't really Let me see. Actually I don't know if I have it bookmarked. But there was this whole one that was kind of arguing that like Like, Wonder Woman and Atomic Blonde are kind of two sides of the same coin to where, like, for as optimistic as Wonder Woman is, Atomic Blonde is the most, like, nihilistic version, but it still has the same, like, core themes and core impact within it.
1: Wow, who knows, we could have diverse, you know, female stories in film that aren't just, like, one note
0: pretends to be shocked.
1: Wow. Yeah, right. (laughs) But really though, it's
0: like the fact that both of these came out in one summer is definitely like a noteworthy thing and I think it kind of, I mean there's a lot of a crossover audience. My mom went with me to see Atomic Blonde and she adored Wonder Woman. She's she's seen it more times than I have which is a magical That's impressive. Yeah. Part of it was my family went without me one time and I was really disappointed so Uh then they've seen it one more time than me. But so then she saw that movie and loved it and then she saw atomic blonde and she's like that's uh, charlize theron is my new favorite superhero she's amazing oh my god so it was like it's just like the well, impact of
1: but like after this uh, like the atlantic points out like yeah. between this and uh, fury Max. road charlize theron's a the kick-ass action hero. She's
0: amazing. Like, it was funny seeing the fan cast for Captain Marvel like, way back when that was the big issue of, like, who's gonna play Captain Marvel? Almost every single fan cast I saw was, like, if they wanna age her up significantly, have it be Charlize Theron, please.
1: It would've worked perfectly. Exactly.
0: And, like, I'm glad with that we have what we have now, but it was just kind of funny that it's, like, everyone across the board was, like, she could totally play an older Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so...
1: Yeah, so more from the Atlantic yes. review. Um I I totally forgot that this was directed by David the Leach. John I totally forgot this was directed by the John Wick guy. Yes. Who comes from a stuntman background, which explains a lot.
0: And who is now going to direct he's in the middle of directing Deadpool too. But yeah, like the Stuntman background I think is an interesting it's it's a good approach for for a movie like this, I think. Yeah
1: yeah because is this the review that points out it's like we're finally slowly moving away from shaky handy cam? yeah it's this one yeah is not a director who relies on quick cuts like he knows how to film and choreograph fight scenes really well to where we can see what is actually going on we Which don't is have like shaky a, cam that's
0: like a subtle burn on crank a little bit <laughs> like neville dean and taylor's <laughs> whole aesthetic is just like the camera so playing, shows so shaky <laughs>
1: also if you're playing the tomato drinking game you can take a shot now you just mentioned crank you
0: absolutely can but then i also see it on a like on a level of that also being kind of a dig at like civil war where it's like i had to watch that movie three times over to like actually understand the beats of what the action sequences were because the first time it's just like this fury of everything happening all at once and then the second time you're like more aware of it
1: i think part of it is like going back to like kind of the spy genre is like the whole Paul Greengrass Born trilogy, mm, it, he mm-hmm. uses shaky cam a lot, and you can never tell. But and I also think it helps that uh, Shirley's does her own stunts, yeah, so she you does. don't have to hide her face. Yeah. Whereas, like, you have to hide stuntman's face uh, with like quick cuts and close-up shots.
0: <laughs> Did you see the picture of all of the stunt doubles for the defenders? Yes. The guy who played Stick, who's like. 30 years younger than Scott Glenn (laughs) and just had on a gray wig and the jumpsuit. And I'm just like, that's how that works, apparently. Like, all right. But so, yeah, it's like, it's an interesting kind of path to be taking action kind of stuff to be, to be where it's more focused on kind of the f- the face of the person who's doing the action and not relying so much on the stuntmen. Like I think yeah. that's a good direction to be going into aside from just like the shaky cam thing. Like that kind of comes along with it, I think. But I think mm-hmm. this more focus on like character driven stunts. Which is such a weird yeah. sentence, but like with it's- John Wick, that's exactly like that's all of what John Wick is. Is just like You you meet this character, and you're really interested in this character, and then you just want to watch him fuck shit up for three hours.
1: Yeah, I'm not watching these movies because it has such a great Rosebud-level plot twist or anything. (laughs) It's just fucking, I want to see people kick ass.
0: Yeah, exactly. While
1: having a cool aesthetic.
0: Exactly. And, like, you don't need a whole, like, hero's journey kind of narrative, I mean, like, it can naturally come along with it, but it, yes. it, it's more just kind of like, I'm watching this person sort of survive in the situation that they're being given in. Which is kind of, I guess, going back to Crank, that's kind of the Crank thing for an, for like to an extent, too. Yes, There's no plot to Crank. It's just like, I just want to watch Chev Chelios not die for two hours, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just go from there.
1: Yeah, and even, and then they're fun to watch too, like uh, (coughs) Charlize and McAvoy.
0: Yes. Yeah. They're a great combo. Yeah, I want to get to McAvoy. I think one of the other reviews kind of talks on him a little bit more, but like he had an interesting, everything, like his performance was very interesting to me in a level that I didn't necessarily expect it to be. Yeah, but yeah, it also and was and funny. Same with her w-
1: and Sophia.
0: Yes, but we will get to Sophia later because I know yes. that that will be part of your rant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but so like going back to McAvoy, it's interesting because he was almost like in I don't know. He was so like unrecognizable almost, while still being very obviously James McAvoy.
1: Yes, like his it was almost like he was kind of chewing up the scenery. Yeah, to an extent, but you could tell he was having fun, but also very much.
0: And it was like believable as a character. Yeah. there wasn't a there wasn't a moment where it's like, oh, it's James McAvoy. Like, I mean, there was to an extent where it's just like it's him playing this character. But after a while, you're like more invested in the character and less in yeah the actor that's playing it. But yeah, it's also funny because he apparently hated that he had to shave his head for all the X-Men movies. So that's why in this movie, he's like, I have a buzz cut that like is kind of my hair growing back (laughs) (laughs) because he was just like, I want anything that like slightly resembles actual hair and not just me being bald. Uh,
1: So yeah, the the Atlantic review is generally positive. The only negatives is that the plot is confusing, but you're not really here for that anyways.
0: Yeah. It, it complements the aesthetic. It says it's leaning hard into the nostalgic aesthetic of the late '80s, bathing it in pink and tinted blue. Um, but Charlize Theron would would excel no matter what, no matter how she was filmed or costumed. Which, like, I totally agree with. There were moments in this movie that were really interesting to me because you could tell it was. It's one of those movies where it's a period piece to an, a certain extent.
1: Which I had no idea it was a period piece.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I only knew because it was, um, because of the graphic novel. That was like one of the things I was able to retain from it. Was like, oh, this is in the Cold War. But so like,
1: in an AU too. It is at that.
0: Yeah, it is kind of an AU. But so there's there are moments in like in the movie with her, particularly her wardrobe, which I absolutely adored. But there are moments where I'm like, this does not look even remotely 80s, this just looks like you're just a hipster now. Yeah, that's why,
1: like, seeing the trailers and stuff, it didn't indicate to me that it was set in the 80s. Yeah,
0: that's kind of fascinating to me that you completely went in and then you were like, oh, this isn't set in the present day. Yeah,
1: because I thought it was all just kind of stylistic choices.
0: Yeah, that I would have been really interested by. But then you kind of lose the historical context, which, like, the movie is trying to build itself around of... Because, like, I don't know, it would be interesting to see how this would kind of work today. <laughs> I'm like, you could very easily create a yeah. sort of narrative with the Russian stuff that's going on today. But, what are you
1: talking about? It doesn't mirror, you know, society at all in any way.
0: Well, and that's kind of my thing with, like, people, <laughs> who, people who have an issue with this movie resonating with people. Where it's like, well, she's not really like it's part of your rant later but i'll preview a little bit of it but there are people who are like well she's not really like typically like she's not a typical hero and she's not 100 percent someone to root for and she's kind of she's not going through this complete hero's journey and whatever and it's like well yeah but she's also in this world that's like absolutely like bad bleak and dark and
1: can't trust anyone
0: exactly and so she's just trying to make it through and trying to get to a point where she is comfortable and happy. And I'm like, exactly. I think that's a very relevant and very like, personal thing that people can relate to, even when it's shown in this heightened, aesthetic-filled kind of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this review says, this is the first one to talk about the plot. It says, my only problem, I couldn't t- for the life of me tell you what was going on for most of Atomic Blonde. An hour after seeing it, most of the details of the story had already escaped me. It certainly involved Lorraine. It involved Percival and a whole lot of double crossing, but that was about as much as I'd swear to. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. And then it goes based on the comic book series, The Coldest City. I'm like, well, The Coldest City didn't really tell you anything either. What's interesting to me is that from my memory of the graphic novel, it ends, like the third act is the stuff with the, like trying to get the guy across from one side to the other.
1: Mm -hmm. trying to get
0: the mole and then it fails and then it's just kind of uh, like the rest of it is just her talking to the two agents and telling them what happened and then it just kind of ends
1: and then isn't the ending opposite of the movie where she ends up being a russian agent instead of uh, american
0: yes so yeah it's like they completely took liberties with the ending and it was interesting to me from what i had remembered of the graphic novel just being like Oh, so this is the third act. Oh, no, wait, this is the third act. No, wait, this is the third act. Like, there were three points at this movie that I could have seen it ending, but I also wasn't disappointed by the fact that it kept going
1: yeah, because I didn't realize like, oh, there's still stuff that needs to be resolved. We can't yeah. end it here yet.
0: But it's one of those things where it's like I wouldn't have mind if certain stuff was unresolved like I, I would have been content yeah. I would have been content if they had if another person had made the movie and had ended it at an earlier point, but I was glad that we got what we did Mhm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, I was I was content with the with the ending. I know I th- I thought I saw some people somewhere saying that they didn't like the twist ending. It's like, oh, why do we need another kind of flip flop for her character or another reveal? But I I liked it. I thought it worked.
0: I thought that whole end set piece was really interesting, and it's kind of yeah. just like this like last hurrah sort of thing. And it's also I mean it's like kind of proving that she was willing to finish her business, sort of, and, like, make sure that this whole thing was fully resolved before she could, like, actually move on. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting.
1: And she's moving on from a lot. Yes. Uh, Let's see. So, The Collider Review. It's... Okay. It's a negative one. Yes. But not super negative.
0: Yeah. The title says, Mind-Blowing Action, Mind-Numbing Plot. And it's written by Matt Goldberg.
1: Yeah. It's... It gives it a C, plus or a C rating. Mm-hmm. Basically has all the same critiques as the last one, that the plot is non-existent or thin. Um, but they also say that Charlie's Theron is not fun to watch.
0: I disagree. I yeah. completely disagree. Yeah.
1: Because I, I, I don't think you need this upbeat, energetic, heroic, hurrah lead to be invested or to enjoy it.
0: I also think, Woman. I, I also just personally really like Charlize Theron to the point where it's like, like, even that was the main reason why I ended up actually seeing Fury Road the first time was because, like, I didn't know anything about the franchise and the way that it was marketed was so heavy on Tom Hardy that I was like, well, this is fine. That's not really something I'm going to go out and see. And then I heard all of yeah. the, like, I heard all of the, like, buzz from everyone who had seen it. And then I heard everyone say, oh, it's like this.
1: The greatest like, feminist movie yeah, ever. Yeah,
0: this like, super feminine, like, female empowerment kind of movie. And then I was just like, I immediately made plans to go see it. But that's also just like, I I mean, Charlize Theron isn't everyone's cup of tea, which is totally fine. But it, it it's kind of. They're wrong, but yeah. it's fine. But it's weird to, like, go out and just, like, call say that she isn't fun to watch.
1: Because she really. She kicks ass in this movie. I think she has this dry wit and sarcasm in the movie that i like
0: and like she has it's that quote of like call me by a man's name instead of a woman's and suddenly every single thing i've done makes me a hero it's like even the more even the slower moments of the movie are exactly the same tropes that you get with a male action hero but it's yep. just like
1: but because it's a woman it's yeah, somehow it's, oh, you it's know so worse like the
0: like the opening scene of like her in the bathtub or like the all the moments of her just like in her hotel room and stuff you get you get scenes like that all the time in like bond action movies
1: and any other director that opening scene with her in the tub mm-hmm. would have been so handled differently <laughs>
0: like it's it's not that she's like it's not that it's not I'm trying to think of how what, what what word do you use? It's not that you don't see her nude, but you see her nude in a tasteful way, and you see yes. her shot in the way that a male hero would be shot.
1: She w- she wasn't objectified.
0: It's the same sort of it, it's interesting cuz like I'm think I'm just thinking about like the most we see is really just like her butt kind of like mm-hmm. and just like her body just in general and you could probably parallel that with like the shower scene in the extended BVS cut because it's butt. like it's
1: i'm doing prayer hands up in the air right now <laughs> Bat butt. you can't see that
0: but please for the love of god matt reeves just like please just give us gratuitous more. give us more please that's all i need just please but so like it, it's shot in a very similar sort of manner to that where it's like you're not fetishizing the fact that she happens to not be wearing any clothes in that scene. It's just like she's going through this moment and you're just watching it and you're not really necessarily acknowledging what's happening.
1: Yeah. Throughout the whole scene, it's it's very tasteful.
0: And it's a long scene. Like, and oh, yeah. another director would have taken that and would have just made it be like, slow-mo pan shot completely Lingering up her. Lingering shots
1: on the butt. And then would have moved yeah. on.
0: But instead there's like a moment where you kind of like sit with it. And then you're just like, oh, okay. Like, you, you start to kind of process the nudity and how it applies to the scene kind of as the scene goes on.
1: And the scene isn't even about that. Because as soon as she gets out, she grabs some ice from the tub and yes. puts it in her vodka. It's
0: like, that's such a badass thing. To just it be is. like, I'm just going to sit in a bathtub full of ice and then immediately use it to like, it- to get my like vodka. I'm just like, it, it's so cool. Oh, this this review talks a lot about, like, the plot. Like, it covers the plot a lot.
1: Which is unnecessary.
0: It also... You don't need- it's main argument is that... Because, like, that was the, the the argument that everyone made when this movie first came out. was like, well, it's not female John Wick, even though it tries to be. Because everyone was really transfixed by the plot of John Wick. Which I can understand to an extent. It's a clever plot to base yeah. that kind of action movie around. But it's also not this, like... You don't need to like it's not
1: enough for me to write a dissertation or anything about it's like you don't need
0: to pull atomic blonde down from not having that plot if it did have a plot that was that simple it would be like oh well she's a simple female character who can't have a complex plot blah, blah 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 like you'd get the other side of that double standard too
1: exactly and then john wick is an original thing whereas this is based off a comic so i mean it's almost comparing tomatoes to tomatoes I... hey
0: god we're, we're so bad <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah but,
1: uh, yeah this the movie goes on to, the the review says it's it's almost like the pitch was just do aeon flux again but the set pieces <laughs> will be better <laughs>
0: which makes me laugh because we were supposed to cover Aeon flux and we never did i still have not seen it but <laughs> me it, neither yeah, it's one of those things I'll get to someday. But it's just kind of it's funny to make that comparison. I don't know. But I do Which which I, I forget.
1: Know. Like Charlize Theron has been kicking ass for way longer than I remember.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting to see her be able to kick this much ass like At this point in her career and whatever, like, she is not slowing down. This is, like, peak Charlize Theron, which is fascinating since she, like, won an Oscar 17 years ago.
1: Which, I'll I'll jump off that. Uh, If she wants to reconnect with Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman 2, I'm all for that. We
0: can get to that in our ending segment. Yeah. Yeah. The ending segment's going to be interesting with this movie because there are two... Actresses in this movie that are not currently in superhero properties.
1: I already have my fan cast done, I so know, you better me catch too. up.
0: No, me too. I feel like <laughs> our fan casts are going to be the exact same because we have discussed this before, like before we I, even see this. Yeah, I think this you'll movie. be
1: surprised by one.
0: Okay, okay, but yeah, I mean it's it's hard it's it's hard to play that game with this movie because like David Leitch is directing Deadpool two, and yep. McAvoy is like already in superhero movies, even like. The guy that they try to smuggle across the wall is in Deadpool too. Like, they just announced his casting, like, (laughs) a week ago. So, it's it's just kind of like, oh, and and this itself is a comic book movie. So, even then, like, they kind of dip from a bunch of different franchises, like, actors from different franchises to get into this movie, which I think is really cool. But, yeah, it...
1: Yeah, so... This review... uh, Are we going to the, uh...
0: No, I, I'm gonna one. see what else there is from Collider.
1: So there's um, one there's one bit that says uh the spy thriller surrounds uh, weak characterizations. And again, I'm thinking about James Bond. He has the weakest characterization. What he's <laughs> like what is maybe five things about his character that isn't revolving around Vaca Martinis, sleeping with women, killing a bunch of people. Like that's his character. That's it.
0: Yeah. Being intimidated by Javier Bardem.
1: He has become an archetype. He has. Like, the trope.
0: Like, the fact that we keep referring to James Bond. It's, like, this Bond-esque or James Bond-like or whatever is, like, a testament to how predictable those movies have gotten. Yeah. Like, the only thing that makes them different nowadays is who they cast as the villains.
1: That's really it.
0: And, like, who they pick to have the song be by. It's, like, nothing else is really inventive about them anymore
1: no it's all very kind of by the numbers i think that's why i like casino royale the most Mm. is because it changed the format of the movie
0: Mm. see i'm gonna be completely honest i have not seen an entire bond movie i've only seen i've only seen bits and pieces but so yeah i i don't know i i think the characterization is fine within the context of this kind of thing i also think Mm -hmm. like when you compare it like we said to like a video game sort of sensibility it's about as developed of a character as you get in like the really we've had like
1: two goddamn hitman movies based off the video games No one, no one can name me one thing about that character because he's not a
0: character. (laughs) He's just an entry point into that world. We literally had a first-person shooter action movie that was just like the hardcore Henry movie, where it's just like you know nothing about the plot. You don't really care about the characters. You're just here to like get nauseated. This is just a vehicle for
1: you to watch people get killed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whereas this has characterization, it might not be the most. Thorough characterization, but part of that is also like how many liberties they're taking from the source material to where like Delphine does not exist in the graphic novel. Like she, is which a, is
1: great because she's I, a perfect addition to I this. No,
0: it's like that's the perfect thing to do when you're ma- like when you're taking a source material and adapting, and it's like, huh, how can I make this better? Okay, I'll add it. I'll add a queer lady that's going to be really awesome and kick ass. And
1: then and then jumping off that, it, it I spoiler yeah they kill her off which i was not Ugh, expecting i
0: know i, kept I was kind of expecting
1: like a happy ending whole, but the, that
0: whole scene because like yeah spoiler if you're listening this far you had to have seen the movie but like james mcavoy's character kills her and the whole time the way that she is laying on the ground i kept expecting her to like Rev- like reach her hand over and grab a gun too. and shoot him or whatever or like just i thought she was gonna like come to, like, back
1: like, be revived but no
0: yeah that kind of that was one of my like issues with this movie but i also it is kind of the bond context of like
1: yeah the, we're gonna kill the one love interest to you know get the hero going yeah
0: make the make the main character like more like rough around the edges and upset and closed off from the world and stuff so but it's just kind of it was kind of i don't condone the barrier gaze trope in like just yeah. in general but i can also understand why the decision was kind of made in this context because you also could not have had the ending of this movie without like if she was going to have an actual relationship with delphine it would have kind of
1: blown become, everything it would
0: have become more about the relationship and less about the like the
1: myth mi- mission or
0: yeah her kicking ass in the end kind of this covers it. it it is kind of interesting that like collider and the atlantic have many of the same beats while they're on complete opposite ends of the spectrum they have
1: different takes on it
0: yeah but it's like the same set like the same things that they're talking about but it's also like one's positive and one's negative but also they both have the same issues with the movie <laughs> it's just one has way more issues with the movie so. yeah
1: one's more lenient and forgiving
0: yeah exactly one's also ju- i mean like honestly which
1: like if you had given me these two reviews and told me the outlets were atlantic and collider yeah. i would have guessed the opposite
0: mm-hmm. i almost sent, like i almost sent them to you and like didn't say which one was which but then i was like Eh, I don't want to like, <laughs> blind it for you, so I mean you can tell the third one is obviously negative. so yeah.
1: so <laughs> when you sent this review to me <laughs> right off the bat, <laughs> I knew what I was getting in for.
0: Can you tell them why?
1: So the review is from this outlet called Christianity Today. <laughs> And right from the get-go, I, I I did the thing where you, like, rub the bridge of your nose with your forefinger and thumb.
0: <laughs> Aw. Yeah. I was like,
1: all right. So I, I strapped in, and I, I read this review. And then I got to this one paragraph or so that—let me just read a little bit from <laughs> well, it. Well, and let me just
0: say beforehand, let me just say for context, like, Christianity Christianity today— is one of those outlets that i always see when i'm picking reviews for this movie when i'm always scrolling through the list they always come up in one way or another but it's always like i always kind of have the mindset where i'm like i don't really want to hear what they think of guardians of the galaxy or like of crank 2 or whatever but with this i was i was really curious like genuinely curious what their perspective was going to be and oh boy do they have one yeah so so You go right ahead with your rant, babe. I want to
1: hear it. All right. right. So this review, uh, they say, what would female heroism look like on a big screen? It's a question so big, even Wonder Woman can't answer it alone. That film's runaway success earlier this summer, however, suggests that Diana Prince has inspired admiration and might be at least a start for imagining women as action heroes. The latest iteration of DC Comics' Curvy Warrior Bleah. is there in... Sp- yeah, I just... I'm, I'll Bleah. get there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. A beautiful
1: female spectacle. Still, the film resists further playing up her sex appeal by keeping the heroine's single romantic encounter off screen. All right, let me just... Okay, I'll stop there. Let me start at the top.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh
1: boy. So... The would-be female was. So we're going to... We're gonna bring down a Wonder Woman a peg. To, or, yeah, no. let's bring down.
0: So they Wonder Wonder want to bring. Peg, they're they're gonna
1: bring them both down a peg. Yeah. Because you know, apparently, to this reviewer, um,
0: you know what's surprising? She, she, yeah, this. It's this a woman who wrote it. One, this review is written by a woman.
1: I totally expected it to be a guy, and I was wrong, and I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: It's so upsetting.
1: It really is. so. To this person, we cannot have diverse representation of female heroes it it has to be in this mold of heroic brave curvy buxom beautiful unscathed action hero which is complete bullshit and then i just calling reducing wonder woman to a curvy warrior Mm -hmm. fuck you Mm -hmm. um they also uh,
0: also they misspelled dc comics yeah. They use the which apostrophe wrong, which pisses me way,
1: off. Way to go, editors of Christian today. Yeah. Christianity. You know what? Uh, okay.
0: I just realized something at the bottom of this page. Do you want me to make you really mad?
1: Oh, God. Go for it.
0: Laura, Laura Kenna, who wrote this article, has a PhD in American <laughs> Studies and teaches on cultural criticism, film, and writing at Trinity Fellows Academy. Blah, 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 blah. But the fact that she has a PhD and says all of this. Is I'm
1: going to go jump out a window. <laughs>
0: It's so upsetting. Oh (sighs) my
1: god, this makes it so much worse. Okay, so then it goes on to say that uh, I'm gonna repeat this bit. Yeah. Because this is what really got me. Yeah. Still, the film resists playing, uh, further playing upper sex appeal by keeping the heroine's single romantic encounter off screen. What the fuck? No, wait. I'm not done. I'm just getting started. Okay. So, if you haven't seen this movie, Charlize Theron has a male boo. Who gets killed off screen? So okay, so that's one of her motivations. Her her boyfriend gets killed, but now we're completely disregarding her relationship with no. Delphine.
0: No, I think what that means. I think that here's part of it. I because I, I realized as you were reading it out loud, I think that the the writer needed like an extra like title word or something in here. I think she's talking about Wonder Woman.
1: Is she though? She says.
0: Because it says the latest iteration of DC's Curvy Warrior is, because a f- a, I'm taking out anything that ref- like directly references Atomic Blonde, it says the latest iteration of DC Comics Warrior is a beautiful female, spectac- st- um, female spectacle, still the film resists further playing up her sex appeal by keeping the heroine's single romantic encounter off screen. She's talking about when she and Steve go up into the room at the lodge, and then they kiss, and then it's uh, the okay. next morning. Cause yeah, I, I read then. that too, and I was like, "What homophobic bullshit are you talking about?" She literally has a like minute long sex scene in Atomic Blonde. Then but,
1: disregard that, but you know, let's I'll I'll take that part back. And yeah, because I, I
0: I did read that at first and was like, "Are you seriously like no homoing?" Like a very <laughs> like a very because I was keeping in, into account that this scene. was
1: Christianity today.
0: Yeah, but no, I think the argument that she's trying to make is like wonder woman handled it right because she like it never addressed that she is a sexual being it just hinted at it it never like showed us out front because that would have been distasteful
1: did you need to see her fucking steve no we don't i
0: would not have minded it but i it mean would i wouldn't either context <laughs> like the the kiss scene was perfect it like brought me back to when i would watch movies like as a teenager and be like oh my god they kissed! oh my god the door's shutting oh my gosh it's happening but i don't what are they doing
1: Ma- what are they doing mom it's,
0: they're playing checkers but no it's like it, it it's it's interesting because like it, it did bring me back to that sensibility of like i can fill in the gaps myself which is totally yeah. fine It would have been out of context in a family movie to flat out show that. This is an r rated Like, Atomic Blonde is an R-rated action movie where people get bashed over the head with any sort of weapon that she can find. Exactly. (laughs) So, it's like, you're you're catering to different audiences. And you also have to understand that James Bond has so many sexual encounters that we see way too much of.
1: So... Uh, okay, so I'm going to go back to another point in this review, where Lorraine is always an object of desire, bullshit, not just a physical threat. Um, she is a physical threat, and her choice of partner feels contrived for the titillation of the audience rather than the satisfaction of the character. So, basically, no homo.
0: Right. Well, because then it that's says a... about midway through the film, Lorraine is the initiator of a girl on girl sex scene that is so explicit yet so utterly predictable that after it, I could no longer strain my imagination to consider this a women's action movie.
1: So we have to watch <sighs> James Bond fuck countless women
0: but that's over really and fine, over again. But,
1: but we can't have this one queer scene
0: cool. <sighs> well, I'm like I think it's an interesting to direct like and it's an interesting choice to make in this movie to completely create Delphine out of nothing and to have it be where that is her love interest and that is the kind of like damsel in distress and that's kind of the person she becomes emotionally invested in whereas any other writer would have taken this movie and had her have sex with James McAvoy's character by the end of like the midpoint of the movie.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It...
0: Cause it would have been this whole thing of like, Oh, well you, it, we had sex and now you betrayed me and blah, 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 blah. But blah, blah. jokes on you, I betrayed you. Blah, 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 blah. Like it would have been, it would have been about their relationship and it wouldn't have been about the fact that she's like actually doing her job.
1: Which she does very well.
0: Exactly, but so it's like I, I don't think there's a problem.
1: Because you know, God forbid, we have a movie about a female character that isn't based around her relationships.
0: Just this review is so just...
1: it, it's it's so bullshit. It it says that its creators squandered the opportunity to exploit Theron's considerable acting skills, uh, as they did her physical ones. This movie is not Oscar bait. Fuck off. This movie was meant to show off her physical like not no no i'm not saying that she didn't act well in this movie i think
0: part of it is that there's a there's a standard around like stunt performing and stunt acting and all that sort of stuff like there's not even an oscar for it there's not an oscar for like fight choreography or
1: which is a shame
0: like yeah there should be one but there isn't and so i think in a lot of people's minds they don't consider that to be acting when the fact that she's doing all of it herself is this like it's it's so against having to remember
1: all the beats for a a fight that long and that complex takes a lot of work mentally and physically i just
0: want i want a whole documentary just about how they shot that one take
1: and then like the part of it is she does act the shit out of it too because you could see how tired her character yeah, gets over like, the course of the it's fight so
0: realistic because she like starts out just kind of getting through it and then by the end she's just like oh god i can't believe i'm still doing this like it's just it's such a realistic fight scene and the fact that it never goes away there's not any cheats <clears throat> with it there aren't like i don't know there's not any sort of like there's a couple of moments that i thought were kind of like birdman style like dips where it's like oh we're gonna yeah you could definitely tell where they had the cuts yeah it's like that's understandable the whole sequence is like 15 minutes long but it's incredible that she was able to do as much as she did in those long stretches of time that like actually made up the scene god but like apparently that's not acting (laughs) but
1: left so i'm just gonna take this a little bit but left audiences with no distinctly female image of leadership
0: Uh, fuck off
1: and the, she doesn't need to be this rousing, heroic figure to be a leader. Theron's character takes charge, gets the job done, makes out with some cool-looking people.
0: That's all we need. Like yeah, I didn't need anything more from this. Movie. I would
1: I would follow her character wherever.
0: Yeah, I want a whole trilogy. I don't like. I don't know. I don't understand why people think there needs to be like some super intense. Like message behind her whole arc, and some whole like we can just
1: have these movies just for the sake of having them.
0: And like I said, part of it is the fact that it's that this was released around the same time as Wonder Woman, which like Wonder Woman turns into this whole like feminist phenomenon thing, which I'm so happy that it has. But it's kind of people have gone out of it being like I can do anything and she can do anything, and now so where were all those people for Atomic Blonde? Well, because they just didn't I don't know. <laughs> According to all of these reviews, those people don't exist, but I completely disagree. Apparently. I thought yeah. this movie like I said, it, it's an interesting it's a different sort of inspiration because it's talking about like how to be like how to persevere and how to get through a bunch of like bullshit basically but still survive and still be okay. Which I think is so, a good like it's 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 equally As inspirational of a message as Wonder Woman even if it's not presented in the same way
1: so here's another James Bond double standard in the review okay
0: Um,
1: they neglected to give Lorraine an interior life having invested so little in her characterization they leave audiences with similarly little to admire in her character what pray are we supposed to admire about James Bond even Daniel Craig has says he's a misogynist uh, and you should not look up to him he's not a hero um, I don't know what they were looking for out of this character. I don't know. It's, it's not Wonder Woman. I know. They both can exist as heroes, but they can have different qualities to them.
0: God. This, yeah, this oh, whole argument God. that we're having to deal with right now you, is right. literally Captain America versus James Bond. when Laura in no Kenna
1: lo- is... is, How does she talk when she spews so much shit out of her mouth?
0: <laughs> Jeez, babe. <laughs> I don't want us to attack people like personally but
1: sorry Laura I'm sure you're a nice person your review needs some retooling also I like the tags on this did you see the tags for the review
0: oh god! let me read the tags for this
1: first one feminism yeah take a moment there second one is film next one is sex and sexuality virtues and vice, and women in leadership.
0: Oh, Those God. are the tags oh, for God. this review. Oh, God. I... I, I okay. I, it, I just, She keeps using I, that
1: word feminism. Can I, I, I'm okay. not sure she knows what that means. I
0: clicked on the feminism tag and pulled up what it said were the suggested articles.
1: Oh, God. So, no, Atomic no, 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 Blonde no, no, no. is
0: the fourth suggested article. Above <sighs> that are... God's
1: feminist ideas. Yeah,
0: ideals. Wow. What what feminism owns to the Protestant Reformation, God's feminist ideals, and Women's March sets out to exclude 40% of American women, which was that whole argument that, like, the feminist march was, or the Women's March was pro-choice and not (laughs) (sighs) pro-life.
1: I, uh, the, oh my god. If you scroll down even further, there's an article entitled The Christian F-Word. So I'm going to go back to the review. Yes, please. Actually,
0: please. Please do. I already g- have.
1: I, 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 I'm just going to X out of that review. Okay.
0: I, well, I am looking just to see if there's anything else we didn't cover. Yeah. Okay, I, so it does say it starts to feel like a too easy substitution of a woman into a series of typical action scenarios imagined by a man. Or imagined for a man. I... But i mean so you're yes. you pointing, granted, out, you're it pointing was, out it was it was directed
1: bond. by a man it wasn't written by a man well
0: no you're pointing out the james bond double standard that like pasting yeah. her into these scenarios that a male action hero could go through that Did is we what just
1: create like a new trope like a uh, leg lamp th- james bond double standard
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> let's go reserve the domain right now <laughs> right yeah well,
1: jbds is- oh
0: god <laughs> That has to stand for something already, and it probably oh, isn't yeah. good. But no, it's like you're pointing out the the double standard in your article, and then you're just like criticizing the double or criticizing the film for fitting. Like, be into- more like
1: this other thing that we all like, but be less like it.
0: Yeah, <sighs> just uh, it makes me so mad. But yeah, me so too. On that note, this has been a very ranty episode of tomato I think tomato so too. but it fits since this is a very angry movie
1: it fits that it would enrage us
0: yeah um, the reviews yeah the reviews not the movie um i'm trying to think if there's anything else about the movie itself that we want to talk about
1: the soundtrack is awesome
0: the soundtrack is great i still need to download the cinematography
1: it. and the lighting oh, is great
0: i just okay so i personally love like the 80s glow of just like Bathing everything in these really yeah. ridiculous hues, like that is my favorite. But I love how like subtle the pop culture references are. Yeah, like one of the biggest laughs is the thing of like, oh, David Hasselhoff's in town. <laughs> <laughs> like that, they're was... so
1: subtle and they don't beat you over the head.
0: Exactly. Like it's it's great, and in a movie like this, that that kind of makes sense because it becomes this weird period piece in its own way, while also just kind of I don't know, while also being this like subversion of all of the action movie tropes and stuff but yeah it would be interesting almost because like i guess the appeal of modern day james bond is like oh it's always set in the present day and it's an updated version with all the cool technology i almost think it would be cool to like do period piece james Bonds. Like, yeah
1: i i want that to, just to change it up because like it keeps becoming the same thing just with a new coat of paint
0: so like yeah it just if if there's an actor that wants to play the character and you don't want him to commit to a trilogy, do like... Idris Elba? Yeah. What? Although, although okay, have you heard Trevor Noah's rant about why Idris Elba can't be James Bond?
1: I yeah it's so yeah, great. It's, it's so good.
0: <laughs> it's so great. If you listeners if you don't know what I'm talking about look it up. I'll probably put it in the description. It is hilarious and a very good point. But um but yeah, it's it would be interesting to see kind of like the else else world's kind of approach of like like it, it's sort of like the Gotham by gaslight thing of like yes. of putting Batman in the 1800s. What if James Bond was in the 1800s and still had all these weird like super intricate gadgets and stuff that are, like, way technologically advanced and everything. But he also was just in this completely different time period. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think you still have the core elements of the character, but just in a whole new setting.
0: Yeah. So... Everyone who does James Bond, I don't even know who that is. (laughs) If you're listening and you want to hear an opinion from a person who's never seen a full Bond movie and a person (laughs) whose favorite Bond movie is, like, 12 years old, then definitely take our opinion. All right, so our final segment is our fan casting game. And so it's... typically is taking the director and the lead actors in the movie and applying them to a superhero property. Saying like what superhero property we want them to be in. So as we mentioned that doesn't work as well for Atomic Blonde since it itself is a comic book movie and also David Leitch is directing Deadpool 2 and James McAvoy has already sold his soul to the X-Men. <laughs> And so, but that leaves Charlie Theron and Sophia Butella. So I want to hear your fan cast.
1: All right. So, I mean, we've off mic, we've talked about Sophia Butella and what we want her as. And we both agree that we both want her as Kendra Saunders. Yes. Hawk girl.
0: Yes. I just like. I, uh,
1: I think it would be perfect. I, having a POC play Hawk girl. It, it works.
0: And just and she kicks ass. Whoever the person was that initially came up with the idea of her playing Hot Girl and Rami Malek playing Hawkman, I want to give that person a hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> like, I I'll take them out for a beer or a cider or whatever they want. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Scratch the hundred dollars. I'll just like go out yeah. for a beer and just like
1: because <laughs> that's much cheaper.
0: Genuinely thank them because like good lord, that is it's such casting. good casting, and it's it's an interesting technique to kind of take it with the dceu because it like the age differences are so interesting within the universe right now because like we have these people like like we have like wonder woman and aquaman who are the more like immortal people that are within the justice league right now and obviously superman once he comes back what superman what? Comes back in justice league oh my god also
1: if you're keeping track you can take another sip now we've mentioned the dceu <laughs> like three times
0: well we knew we would by the end of this segment but so god i i hate the people who are like but superman's not coming back in justice league it's like go to your local walmart and look at the justice league toys and tell me that superman isn't coming back to justice league (laughs) like good lord but so i think it would be interesting with like having hawkman and hawkgirl be these people who are like essentially immortal even though they die a lot and like and hey
1: one of them's egyptian what a concept
0: yeah but so like I think it would be interesting to have them have this this level of wisdom but to have them be 10 years younger or like looking 10 years younger. I think Rami is actually in his 30s which is crazy to me, but he looks much younger. He looks very young. It would be really interesting to see them kind of age down and like knowing so much more than like Bruce and and Arthur and a couple <laughs> of the other league members but being like it's like shut up you're 12. Oh wait, you're not. You're actually like 1200. <laughs> But, yeah, I definitely agree with that. That was my pick for her, too. I want to hear your pick for Charlize, because you said it is a surprising one.
1: So, it's definitely for Wonder Woman, too. Good. Uh, Because we have the Patty Jenkins connection. Yes. Um, She's not a really well-known character in the Wonder Woman mythos, um, but I think she would do really well as Veronica Kale.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: That's what I was expecting. So Veronica Kale, um, she was created by Greg Rucka. Ooh, okay. Um, She was in his original run and in the most recent run from Rebirth.
0: Oh, I'm looking her up now. She literally looks like Charlize.
1: Yeah. So she's basically like this evil CEO.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But she has a lot of depth. She isn't cut and dry evil. And I think it would play really well against uh, Wonder Woman.
0: And like I, yeah cuz I can't see her necessarily being like the primary antagonist.
1: That's a that's exactly why I cast her as Veronica.
0: Well no, I just mean like Ver- yeah, Veronica I can't see that being a role where it's like the primary antagonist, but I think it would be interesting to have that be kind of like a like Lena Luthor level of yeah. Like where it's like hey, I don't hate you, but we're going to butt heads a couple of times. Mm. So yeah, that would be really cool. I'm really on board with that. I think yeah. I know
1: what yours is, but let me hear it anyway.
0: No, I did not have really a good one. It was just that she needs to be in Wonder Woman too. <laughs> so yeah.
1: <laughs> but but yeah no, I I think she would be perfect as Veronica Kale. I think.
0: Okay, wait. Uh, there's t- a, it's a there's an article that says Wonder Woman and Veronica Kale go on a date.
1: Yeah, they do. Because Veronica bless. Kale, she, she won a, like an auction.
0: Oh, God, I love that trope. So, it's so stupid, but I love that trope.
1: It's so great.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I definitely need to catch up on Wonder Woman now.
1: You do, because in that, in that iteration, they start out as kind of friends and, and they have a mutual understanding, but become enemies.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: So I could definitely see that kind of turn or arc yeah, in the movie.
0: That would be really cool. I want that to happen now. Damn.
1: So if you're listening, Patty.
0: Come on, Patty. You know, Patty said like two days ago that she like she basically hinted that she wants that to happen. So. And if
1: they want to be gay together, I'm all for it.
0: God, yes. All right. So I think we're good. I think we yeah. just want to plug all of our various things.
1: Uh yeah. <clears> so <throat> I'm on social media at the Chris Vitto on Twitter, and uh I just. Posted a video I was today about to, to YouTube that. <laughs> um, for hashtag Black Canary music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Caveboy and Brendan Fletcher teamed up to put out a new EP for Black Canary, and I made a little promo video. So go watch that, and then go listen to the new EP.
0: Yes, I completely agree. Um, and then because my plug will slightly tie into that a little bit, um, you can find me on Twitter and social and Instagram and other social medias as Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Um, you can also find all of my articles on comicbook.com. If you go to my Twitter, there's a link to all of my articles, including a interview that I did with Brendan Fletcher and everyone involved with the new Black Canary EP. Um, which was really exciting. It was really fun to kind of talk to all of them about my favorite character and about how awesome the new EP is. And it's really cool. Yeah. So check it out, go download it. I've had the song, like the one song stuck in my head, like all day yesterday. It's so good. Hands on the wheel. Yes. (laughs) It's so good.
1: It really is though.
0: And it's really catchy. It's like, yeah, it ended up getting stuck in my head like all day. Same. Yeah so um yeah so i think that's it um i don't know are we gonna put this one out before the tomato harvest as we are now calling it
1: <laughs> uh yeah we could post this soon
0: actually i think let me think i um, this might come after since this one's longer i would say we should probably put this one after the mini so that works too yeah so So, after that, I don't know what we are going to be talking about next, but tune in next week. There will be an episode, like, there will be more episodes coming down the pipeline. Don't worry.
1: Just, yeah. Just, Just keep listening and subscribing and sharing.
0: Yes. So, we greatly appreciate it. All right. Until next time, keep watching movies. Bye. Bye.